What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Crazy Face Uno podcast, where everyone has a story and everyone's story matters. What's your story? As everyone knows, we are currently living in an unprecedented time uh, in history in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic. Together is how we defeat this invisible enemy. Crazy Face Uno has made the very easy decision to send 100% of our online sales and donations uh, to help aid in this crisis. Um, we're going to be kind of revealing a few more details as we have that and, and who we're going to be giving that money to. But if you feel the uh, the urge or if you would like to contribute to that, check out crazyfaceuno.com. There you can donate. You can buy mugs and a few different items from our online store. Check it out. I want to say thank you so much if that's something you decide to do. With that said, I'm your host, Shane McNeely, and boy, are you in for a treat today. It is my honor and privilege to welcome back to the show, Monica Vigo. Welcome, Monica. Hi. I'm trying to turn the music down. I am so happy we were, you actually kind of reached out to me and were like, hey, like, I've got some materials I want to share with people. And I was like, awesome, let's do it. And so we've got um, today, for those of you, if you haven't checked out our podcast in the past, Monica Vigo is an elementary school teacher, uh, special Mm -hmm. education teacher in Washington, D.C. schools. Um, And so you've kind of put together some materials that we're going to be sharing on the blog and and kind of posting for parents and kids and, and some different tips and strategies and ideas and whatnot and uh we just want to make those available to everyone and uh yeah we're i'm excited to kind of dive into that monica why don't you kind of fill us in i know i kind of jumped in there but fill us in on kind of what your life looks like today um and um yeah let's hear what you got to say (laughs) so i'm sure like everyone or i hope like everyone i'm hunkered down at home yeah um I'm still in D.C. My family's in Florida, so that's okay. a little stressful, but yeah. everyone's healthy and, and okay so far. Um, doing a lot of virtual hangouts and virtual happy hours. So. Yeah, right? I know. I did the same thing with my buddies from college and whatnot. We we uh, jumped on the the hangouts, you know, the Facebook or the FaceTime groups or whatever and had a couple yeah. cocktails and chatted about life. and saw each other's families and kids and you know um. it is funny I do feel a little more connected since being in quarantine yeah it's a little more purposeful right I don't know if it's because we're all right like making the time to do it or if we just have the time to do it now but but it's nice yeah it is nice it is nice what um when did you get sent home we Oh, I feel like all of our my days are blending together, but yeah, that's kind of how I think most people feel too. So. <laughs> Last no week was was technically spring break for us. They moved okay. it up a month, yeah, um, to give teachers kind of time to figure out what distance learning is going to look like, and yeah. to give the district some time to help support us in that. That's a really that's a smart idea. I like that. Yeah, because um, we got sent home. We went to school that Friday, and then Monday we were closed mm-hmm. and we've been closed since so without that we would have just had the weekend and i would have had no idea what to tell my families yeah so i'm really glad that we had they gave us that week absolutely and i mean 
let's talk about some of the challenges. You know, it, it's I know specifically for you working in special education, there's there's different challenges, but just as in education as a whole, you know, when mm-hmm. when we send children home and we send families and we kind of shut down, you know, that system, there's just it creates a whole nother um I don't know. There's a bunch of different flags that kind of pop up, you know, and, and things that yeah. kind of issues that arise as we as we look at the situation as a whole. And um, from, you know, kids that maybe don't have the best home life and, and school is actually a really great place for them to kind of get away from that and to um, have that support and the love and care that they want and need and deserve um, right. to schools providing for a large chunk of um, you know, food services. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I, I'm sure you have some more, but how has that affected you? How does that affect your your mindset as you think about your kids or just as a whole of the education system? Yeah, so that, the two that you mentioned are the big ones for yeah. me. Um, and how it affects the parents too. Like a lot of the parents are working mm-hmm. still from home or yeah. some of them work in food service. So they're still mm-hmm. some of those essential jobs. And now they're worrying about what to do with their students all day. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of hard for me to piece together because I'm such a helper and I want to be able to help. Yeah. Um, and then, DC at least has been doing a good job with meals. DCPS has mm-hmm. opened their meal locations to all students, so they don't even yeah. have to be DCPS students. That's great. Um, where they can pick up, you know, a, a shelf life or a breakfast that doesn't have a shelf life, like, you know, it lasts for long, and um, lunches. And then there's a, a bunch of other food options that have made meals free for kids. So I think there's a lot of options out there. Um, but the issue is getting that information out to parents and making sure that they know Mm -hmm. that it's out there and that they can get to it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, I mean, pardon me for jumping in, but I feel like that's been, uh, from what I've seen, you know, I'm not involved and I haven't really like done extensive research on who is and who isn't, but it seems like as a whole, um, across our country, our country at least, that is something that, you know, people have stepped up big time uh, for the schools and, and kind of provided and, and helped with that. I know I've, I've seen so many posts about different school districts and different schools doing similar things where they're creating uh, an assembly line for people to pick up meals mm-hmm. by like drop off. You know, it's like literally handing it to you in your car and, and you're moving on. And um, I think right. that's, I think those are that's huge. It's cool. And, and just the adjustment, I think that that is really beneficial. I still, you know, unfortunately, it, it takes a while to kind of get over some of the dividedness, I think, that our, our world and our country has kind of created over the many years and gotten to where we are. But it's really mm-hmm. beautiful to see people step outside of, you know, those things and say, hey, we got to come together and we got to work together. Right. And, and that's kind of what I mean. Like, it's it's together. It's we're all in this together, you know, whether you, whether you're heeding the advice or doing what you're supposed to, we're still in this together, you know? Right. And, um, that is how we defeat this is, is we work together and, and we do the best that we can for one another. And we finally look at the humanity and people as a whole and say, man, you matter. And, uh, mm-hmm. I'm 
we've got to do what's best for everyone. And I, th- I hope that, and I think that, um, you know, that that is being done and, uh, I hope it continues. Yeah, I agree. It, if, if nothing comes of it, I, you know, this is, a, I don't want to downplay the situation that's happening. It is really important and it is, can be scary, Yeah, absolutely. but if, if anything good comes from it, it is that we are all united in it yeah. and, you know, it doesn't, to pick and choose who it's going to hit so we're right. all yeah you know in the same boat yep yep absolutely well monica um let's jump into uh the materials that you've kind of provided um go ahead and go. kind of talk about some of that and let's let's uh let's go from there i'm gonna pull it up myself as we talk yeah so i of course this has been an, a topic that is like number one on my mind is how what is distance learning how is it going to look how am I going to support my kids and my family through it of course but I also have a lot of friends who have school-aged children at home Mm -hmm. and so I'm hearing not only from my classroom families but from them the challenges from a parent side so I wanted to digest that and kind of offer support in some simple steps of ways that hopefully it can we can make it easier for parents to work from home and also set their students up for success for distance learning. Um, so a lot of the things I was hearing is, you know, like I'm on a conference call and my kid comes busting in asking for snack or <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, all you know, you've heard the stories like that too, or yep. or uh, my even my brother was like, I don't know how you do it. He asks me so many questions, and he already knows the answer, and it's <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. It's uh, um, it's it's a real thing, and I think it's kind of cool in some ways, just to see you know, uh, it's. It's the things that maybe at one point in time would go. You'd go, man, that's really unprofessional. And now you go, like, hey, this is this is life, right? This is real yeah. life. This is what we what we deal with. And um, my favorite thing is the switching, you know, my uh, dog or my my pet or or um, you know children to my coworker, and yeah. those different <laughs> things. They're hilarious. They're the best. Yeah, they um, are funny. Absolutely. So. I just want to lay, before we even get into the nitty gritty, I do want to say, parents, whatever you're doing, you're doing a great job because this is hard work. Yeah. You're not, you're not teachers. Some of you might be, but, or have teachers in the house, but the majority of parents who are working from home now with their school age kids are not teachers. Yeah. And it's hard to, to know what to do and how to do it. Yeah. So whatever you're doing, just give yourself grace and, and know that you're doing a good job. Absolutely. I, I love that. Well, hit us with number one. Okay. So the first kind of thing, the first step for working from home with kids is to develop a consistent schedule. And it doesn't need to be anything extensive or um, anything like super built out, but just something visual that kids can see so they know what they're doing and then what they're going to do next because that predictability can ease stress 
for the, not only the student, but also the adult. Yeah. Um, and then if they have a visual schedule, it can also help them become more independent so that they're not asking you what they're doing next or saying like, okay, I finished this math sheet. Now what? They can kind of look to their schedule and say, okay, after I finish my math sheet, then I get a break. Or after I finish my math sheet, then I go on the computer for a little bit. Right. I, I think this is huge for everyone. Um, and I know you've it's, it's geared towards kids or parents, but... Um, I have a feeling, you know, if there's anybody that's ever gone from, you know, I don't know, for me, I, I work from home, right? I do this, mm-hmm. I do this from home. I, I, I'm operating Crazy Face Uno from my home. And, um, you know, it's the first time I've ever done something like this. And this is something that's been huge for me and actually pretty difficult to actually create and come up with. So, um, you know, creating that co- consistent schedule of being like, all right, I'm still, I'm, I'm working from home. I've got that flexibility, but I'm still going to get up at this time and I'm still going right. to make sure I do this in the morning and kind of game plan. So I think this, you know, number one, especially I 100% echo for children, especially, you know, in, in your specialty with special education, you know, mm-hmm. that consistent schedule is huge, but even just for us as, as adults and, um, it just helps pass the time, help makes, helps you make things more productive and and just stay sane in some ways it's just creating that that pattern or that habit that you have it's awesome a lot of teachers are are sharing their classroom schedules and asking families to adapt it as needed yeah um so listeners with school-aged kids can ask their teachers for that but we also i shared um a sample schedule that I think you were going to put on the blog. So they can also grab that and tweak it as they need it. You could just put it out and put it up. It's, it's pretty much geared for elementary school kids, but you know, just something to look at for even your middle and high schoolers so that you can kind of see time chunks and stuff. Absolutely. And, and for anybody listening right now, go visit crazyfaceuno.com. Um, slide down towards the bottom. It's the, the crazy face, Uno blog and you'll see this illustration. If you would like, and, and I haven't checked with you, but I'm assuming um, it's a PDF, but if you would like us to send that directly to you for more printable, friendly version, um, let me know. We can do that as well. But um, yep. you know, just reach out to me. Right below the blog is a way for you to um, message me. You can email us. You can shoot me a text on our Google Voice number. Give us a call, and we'll, we'll make sure we get that to you. So. Cool. Um, number two. Yep. Second step is to set up a check-in time. So um, once you have developed that consistent schedule, you can write it on the schedule. Yeah. You can uh, just verbalize it to kids. But set a visual timer. Um, I have some apps that I'll tell you about in a second to help with that. Cool. But um, set a visual timer for depending on the age of your child, you know, younger kids set it for a little less older kids. You can set it for more um, five, 10 minutes and say, you know, I'm going to check in on you when this goes off. And by that time you should have this done. Or when I come check on you is when you can ask me questions Yeah, just to kind of create that boundary of you're working and I'm working. Mm-hmm. And, um, they don't have to ask you, you know, when can I talk to you or, or when are you going to come? Cause they have that, that visual, or if they do, then you say, check your timer, check your timer. 
Um, yeah. So some of the apps that I use at school, there's a really cool app that my second grade, my second graders love. It's called Hatch. Hatch. And mm-hmm, it's purple in the app store. And what it is, it's like a little alien that's in an egg. And you set the timer for anywhere from five minutes to an hour. Cool. And as yeah. it counts down, the, the egg will hatch at the end and they'll get this creature that they get to keep in their zoo. So it's kind of like a little, it has a gamey aspect to it. Cool. I will, I'll add these in as you go too. So hatch, um, these will be made available and I'll try to, I'll try to have that information on the, I'll add that into uh, the blog post so that people can um, easily have the names of these, but hatch is the first one. Yep. Hatch is one. And the other one, I think it's just called visual timer. Yep. I'll double check that. Um, but it, looks like a timer counting down with a picture of a rubber duck in the middle. Yep. And that's pretty much all it is. You set a picture and it'll count down the time. And then when it goes off, it'll play a sound and then that's, that's it. Both of those apps are free. Awesome. In the um, app store. I, I haven't, I haven't checked on Android, but I, I'm pretty sure they're also available there. Um, um, this but, could be another thing that I just thought of. Um, mm-hmm. That's another resource, and and I think that you'd probably be the best one to ask how to exactly do this. But for parents out there with maybe their kids are using iPads to do some of this work, or you know they've got you've set your phone up, your iPhone or whatever it is up, your iPad up with this visual timer with the hatch or or, or mm-hmm. visual timer. Um, it's very easy for children to be sneaky and and change those. <laughs> but there is ways to lock your screens. Um, yes. Do, would you mind walking us through maybe that if you can? Sure. Audibly? So the countdown app with the, the one that has the rubber duck, you can actually, there's a setting to hide the controls from kids when they're looking at the timer. Mm-hmm. So they won't be able to push the button to change the time. It'll still be there, um, but they can't, it, it's grayed out so they can't hit it. Yeah. Um, Hatch doesn't have that ability but if you're doing it on the ipad if you triple click the home button it'll lock the screen and then it requires the password too yep so of course if they know the password then they'll be able to unlock it so you just might want to change that i ran into that issue in the classroom (laughs) yeah for sure had to Uh, change the password but but that it's a simple way, you know, if you're having trouble and, and I love the time, you know, setting up a time because this is a great way if you know you have a conference call for, you know, X amount of time, like it's a, it's a great way to set up your kids so that you can make the time that you need to, um, you know, for this specific instance with setting a time. And, and it's great just to set with your schedule, like you, like you mentioned. And I'm excited right. for a couple, you know, I know you've got a some things I think we can tie back into number two um, yeah. down, down the line here as well. But um, that's a really good one. Because I don't know if you've ever – I had this feeling as an adult. I was at the doctor's office, and they were running a test, and I had to be still for an amount of time that I didn't – they didn't tell me. Yeah. And I thought I was going to lose my mind. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm never going to be able to move again. I have to move right now. I yeah. have to talk to the doctor. So yeah. I immediately was like, oh my goodness, this is how kids feel. Yeah, for sure. So if you can imagine, you you just tell your kid, okay, here, sit and finish this this worksheet. They're like, okay, but how long do I have to do this? Right. And, <laughs> and right. everything at school is timed, so they're, well, they're used to that. Well, I love, um, 
you know, part of my like workout routine or, you know, my, my gym time, I usually spend at least 20 minutes in the sauna, uh, when I go and I, you know, your phone, I wrap my phone up in my towel, um, mm-hmm. because it gets too hot. So I don't look it, but I set a timer so it'll go off and, you know, it hits my headphones or whatever. And, um, but I tell you what, sometimes knowing that I set that timer for 10 minutes, you know, for halfway through and I'm like, goodness sakes, like, have we reached <laughs> that 10 minutes yet? It feels like an eternity. And, right. uh, yeah, it's totally true. And then you look at it and you're like, there's still three minutes left. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like I'm dying here. Uh, yep. yeah. Like 15 seconds can feel like an, uh, a literally an eternity. <laughs> yeah. Kids also, um, they also like to beat the timer. So mm. if you're having a hard time getting them to a- accomplish a task or finish mm. something, I'm sure parents have already uh, figured out this hack, but you just say, I wonder if you can get it done in less than a minute. And they'll immediately jump to it more times than mm. not. And I teach... Um, Pro move. Yeah, I teach <laughs> a class of students with behavior disabilities and they still, as soon as I'm like, I, I don't think you can get it done in two minutes. Yeah. So they immediately jump to it. Shoot, that's like innate within all of us, you know? It's like, you right. tell me if I can't do it, get it done in two minutes. I'm like, Psh, please, watch this. <laughs> hold my, exactly. Hold my LaCroix, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, cool. Sweet. What's number three? Number three is to create a designated workspace for kids. Mm. So wherever that is in your house, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be anything big but just a space where they know that when they're in that space they're there to work yeah and if you think about it when they're in their classroom they have their desk or they have their table wherever they are that's their sense of um that's that's their office so you you give them that space and even if it's a, a piece of like a cushion on the couch or whatever it is and then you make sure that in that space, they have whatever they're going to need. So they have their pencils, they have their binders, their books, their papers, whatever yeah. they need for that day, which also will limit the questions of, Mom, where's a pencil? Or, Mom, I don't have this. I can't find that. Mm-hmm. So that you're not spending um, your work time looking for those things. And they're not, you know, that's that's the number one move kids do when they're trying to procrastinate. Yeah. Is, oh, I don't have a pencil or, oh, I can't find my book. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, set up set up a space that they know that they're there to work um, and that they have all of their stuff there, too. And then hopefully they'll kind of give you your space as well. Right. And then they can also have ownership over that space. It could be a, mm-hmm. another place that you say – you know, the night before, what are you going to need for tomorrow? Let's get it ready. Mm. Because when you think about, you know, as adults, when we're getting ready for work, I lay out my, you know, I pick out my outfit the, the night before I get the stuff ready for breakfast that I need. Right. And we do these things almost on autopilot. Mm-hmm. But I think we forget that kids need to be taught that this is a strategy that they can use. Absolutely. And I, I think this is if, if, you adults that are listening or parents that are listening, if you haven't done this yourself and you're working from home and you haven't created a designated workspace, um, I highly encourage you to do it. Your productivity is going to go straight out the roof. It's going to go much higher than what you are than if you just sit on the couch with your laptop in your lap and you do your work, you know? Um, I've noticed this. This is just from me personally, again, coming from home. Um, 
it's super easy to sit down at the couch and plop my computer down on the coffee table and sit on the floor or whatever and do work and have some sort of noise in the background, whether that's on TV or, you know, whatever it is. But I just, I'm not as productive and, uh, creating that space. Um, you know, if you, if you notice it, even in yourself of how much more productive you are, our kids are the same way and and kids are the same way. Um, Mm -hmm. they need that, that space. And I love that. It's also, you know, when you're, when you're at your wits end and you're trying to get your kids ready for bed or whatever it is, when there's like this ambiguous time and thing that's going on in, in the world right now, it's a great way to, to kind of set that routine at the end of the day, kind of going back to number one of saying, all right, this is the time that's set aside. We're going to get ready for, you know, get ready for the next day. You're going to make sure you have your pencils, you know, your work ready, um, right. followed by brushing your teeth, whatever, you know, the your, your normal routine. But it's a great way to kind of like wind your kids down and getting ready. Yeah. And then it'll help it. It will help them make the jump to also working from home because our kids haven't had to do this before I would, I would venture to say. Um, so it could be hard from that for them. Like, well, I'm at home. Why do I have to do homework? Or I'm at home. Why is my teacher telling me to do stuff? So also having a conversation with them about, you know, I don't know how long this is going to last, but for now, where we're both working from home. And so you can even give them a choice. Where would you like to work? Mm. You can work here or you can work there. You know, that, yeah. that choice forced choice. Yeah. yeah. And awesome. you can also do that with the schedule. Um, you can develop a schedule with them mm. and give them choices. We call it forced choice in education, which is you present them with two options that you are okay with. Mm-hmm. And then it gives them the illusion of control. So it's you a game say, changer. you know, <laughs> right. Do you, do you want to do your math before lunch or after lunch? Yeah. And either way, you as the adult, you're fine with whatever they choose. But they think like, oh, I get to make my schedule and they, they yeah. take ownership of it that way. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Cool. Let's move on to number four. Number four is incentivizing, staying focused and completing tasks, which is something that I have to do every moment of every day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is uh this is this is your teacher this is your teacher's like saving grace every day. Yep. Period. This this is our bread and butter and you got short, medium, long term, you know, incentives. Yep. <laughs> yep. And of course with quarantine and staying at home that we're limited to the bigger options. You know, yeah. we can't say like at the you know we'll have we'll go to the movies on friday if you got all of this done <laughs> right <laughs> but that said incentives don't have to be big they don't right. have to be expensive you don't have to give them you know like a present it could just be um if you do xyz then you can have five minutes of extra ipad time or you can right. have five minutes extra in your break or you can have an extra dessert right um, and your big things could be even as simple as, and and this is obviously dependent up upon each person and each parent and each schedule. But if you're doing this, and and let's say you have Friday off, you know, or you can say, hey, we can give you next Friday off if you are on schedule and you earn all of your X Y Z, your stars, your check marks, or whatever. Absolutely. You know? um, those things can be, or you can have a half day if you know that you have that time to to devote to that. Or um, yep. The the thing that I think is most important about an incentive or staying focused, you, you said it right in the beginning. It says important and 
incentives don't have to be expensive or too involved. It has to be what they want. So the right. thing that they're craving, whatever it is, their thing. You know, if you're if your kid loves to play with their horse figurine all day long, um, then that's an incentive. You know, that's something right. that they love. If they love playing computer games, then it's having computer time, you know, to be able to play the computer or, you know, Xbox, PlayStation yeah. 4, whatever it is. Like, those are the things that are incentives and those are the things you're going to get the most out of um, your individual person, you know. Right. And this could be a way even to introduce chores and mm. give them the option to take chores away. So your yeah. chore now is to do dishes. But if you get your work done or you get this many checks by the end of the week, then I'll do the dishes and you don't have to. Ah, yeah. See, that's great. I love that stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. And we do this too. I mean, as again, I'm kind of comparing this to like as the person's working from home or whatnot, mm-hmm. but you can do this for yourself. What are the things that are important to you? You know, is it, hey, I'm going to give myself an hour, extra hour of sleep if I get all of XYZ done or if I complete my task list, you know, as an individual. And I think that those rewards are important and, and it's not always just the financial rewards or, you know, the, you get to take care of your family, but you have to have to take care of yourself. And and if we're all stuck at home too, um, these are important, you know, it's, Hey, you know, if I work for the next two hours and get everything done as a family, we can go for a walk around the block or, you know, just to take that time and, um, to get some fresh air and, and to make, make room for the rest of the day. Right. I know my brother does this with my nephew. Um, they, they'll make a goal together. Like, I'm going to do this mu- this amount of time of work. Like, I'm going to sit and work for 10 minutes. You need to finish this worksheet. And then when we're done, we'll go. I'll go play on the ninja line with you outside or yeah, whatever yeah. game that he likes to play. My brother does it with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, like you said, they have that family time and you're spending time outside yeah. and you're you're doing things together. And that way, you as the adult also get a break. Yep. And this is also a great way to introduce that, uh, what do you call it, forced choice? Forced choice, yep. Um, again, with incentives, you know, if you know that it's like, well, we can, if you know that they're like dying to go outside, you know, and you, you can't go outside with them, so you can't let them out because you want to make sure they stay safe, all those different, you know, things that are going on. Um you know, offer those options. Do you want to go outside for a walk or do you want to go bike around the, you know, the block or do you want Mm -hmm. to have PlayStation 4 or, you know, you can, you can introduce those different things at this time as well. And this is what I loved with like setting up a check-in time. Um, Your check-in times are, these are like, can be incentivized, right? So if they yep. they are able to set your visual timer for five to ten minutes, if you have a, your timer set for ten minutes, hey, when you reach ten minutes, that's one check mark towards your ultimate goal, and Absolutely. that could be ten check marks, and you get ten minutes extra. You know, you can get creative with this as a parent and as a person. Um, you know, that's that's working with your your children at home. Um, get creative. It's it's an easy way of a dur- we call that a duration chart. At least that's what we used to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and having those different things and and know your student, know your your kid, know your child, and what works best for them. If you make it too long, it may not hold their attention. So if you're having that trouble, adjust it and and don't be stuck in your ways necessarily. But make sure that you're getting the most out of what you can do. 
Right. With with all of these tips, with the, you know, check-in times and incentives and forced choice, you have to give them the opportunity to win at it first mm. so that they realize that it works and that you're gonna, you you're, you mean what you say and you say uh, what you mean. Yes. Um, so if you set an in- incentive that from jump is too hard for them to get, mm-hmm. then they're not gonna try to get it the next time so you kind of set it a little bit easier to start and then of course you can make it more gradual as time goes on and it doesn't need to be you know weeks it could just be today you need to get three checks tomorrow you need to get four checks on wednesday you need to get five checks and you just kind of up it a little more each day so that by the time um, it, it gets longer and you're not checking in with them as much and they're not checking in with you as much because the goal um, for kids and at least in with us at school is to make them independent. Yeah. Right. And these are the little ways that you help them get there. Yeah. I think you said something that's really huge and really important. Um, and that's your consistency and your follow through. Um, all of this is null and void if you don't honor that incentive. If you right. don't honor what you've set up and, and what you guys have agreed on. Um, you know, there has to be some flexibility. I get that. But uh, honestly, like everything you're, you're trying to do here and uh, throughout these mean nothing if you're not going to follow through with what you're saying. So exactly, um, your follow through is huge. And that's important to note when you're thinking of these things for the forced choice options. You don't want to say... Um, you know, do you want to do your homework or do you want to make a pizza if you're not actually okay with making a pizza right Right. now, or you're not going to be able to do it right now? Because of course they're going to be like, I want to make a pizza. Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) And you can't turn around and be like, actually, no, I'm not okay with that. Do your homework. (laughs) I want to make a pizza right now. I mean, who would? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that. So one of the things the easiest way to kind of marry number that step one in developing a schedule and step four for incentives Mm -hmm. is the way we do it in my classroom is we have they have their visual schedule and there's just a little box right next to to their schedule um we do numbers so they can get a zero a one or a two and that kind of helps with either getting a check or no check because if you get no check you feel like you failed and the whole day is over and you just you so you know we do um the point system for each box of their schedule yeah and then we say you know by the end of the day you need to get 10 points to go to the treasure box or whatever it's going to be for home yeah so that way if you're in reading time and you may have they, offered 15 different ways for them to do it, but they only need to get 10 is kind of what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So say your whole schedule is 15 blocks, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you would set it for eight, maybe the first day. Yeah. And they need to get eight points. Mm-hmm. And they if they do everything that they need to do for that period of time, they get a two. If they do none of it and, you know, you really had to talk to them and, kind of get stern then they get a zero they did did it some of the time they get a one but Mm -hmm. it helps with the all or nothing if that's too and it's not necessarily a threat right i mean i think this is something that like um you see like well 
if you don't do that, you're not going to do do do, you know, blah, 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 right. blah, blah. Like it's uh, just knowing your, your consequences and knowing this is a consequence, positive and negative to whatever, um, you know, you have set up. It's, it, it's again, that follow through and making sure you do it right. But it's uh, yeah. you're not looking for, for perfection. You're looking for, no. um, you know, it's it's like you were saying with your classroom that your ultimate goal is to be independent. So it's a piece of the whole. Right. So it's it's a way for them to reflect, say, uh, you know, for for reading worksheet time, you got a zero because you kept coming into my meeting and asking me questions when I needed you to sit and focus on your work. Like, how are you going to fix it for math worksheet time? And then, you know, the kids come up with ways that they're going to to do do better the next time. Right. Yep, absolutely. I love it. Hit us with number five. Number five is the most important step. <laughs> I was going to say number it, five but I'm glad I didn't is, take your thunder. <laughs> yeah, number five is to be patient and kind to yourself as the adult. Mm. I can preach. tell you how to do all of these things. You can ask your child's teacher how to do all of it. But when it comes down to it, you're not the teacher. And I say that with so much love and respect because... Children treat the people in their lives differently and they put them in, in buckets. Yep. So you are their parent. It's a very hard you, transition. Yeah. Right. You feed them. You do fun things with them. You love them. You take care of them. I am their teacher. I teach them. I also love them and take care of them in different ways. But now parents are having to take on some of the teacher's role Mm -hmm. and it's kind of confusing for kids. Like, mom, why are you telling me (laughs) again? Why are you telling me that I have to do my homework? Or the number one thing that parents tell me they hear all the time, but that's not how Miss Vigo does it. Right. Or that's not how I learned it in school. Yeah. And then you as a parent are like, well, I don't know how you learned it in school. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Do it my way. This way. Yeah. So it is a hard transition for kids, and it's a hard transition for for adults. We're all learning kind of how to do this new normal for a little bit, so it's going to take time. And don't forget that teachers do all of this, and we set up the schedules, and we do the forced choice, and we do the incentives, mm-hmm. but it takes us at least the first two months of school to figure all of that out, Right, where right. we're troubleshooting, and the first the first schedules that we make up are not the schedules that stick. We have to figure out mm. how to change it, and the durations have to change, yeah. and so know that whatever schedule you come up with, you might have to tweak a little bit or whatever incentives you come up with or, or whatever check-in time or schedule or agreement that you and your child comes up with might have to change. So know that that is coming. Once you set things into place, you'll figure out how to make it work. Mm-hmm. But then also know that when you do figure out what's going to work, it's going to stick and you'll get through it. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I, I was thinking about this as we were, as you we were talking there. Uh, it's like, there is an end to this, you know, we, this, we will overcome this for sure. Right. And, uh, however, most of us are probably going to go straight into summer. So I know that that looks a little different, but what better way mm-hmm. to kind of set yourself up for success um, as you kind of enter this 
ambiguous time, you know, of what that's going to look like in the summer and, and what things are going to look like in the future. But what, what better way to set yourself up for success than to you literally utilize these five uh, tips, you know, and, and to set this set yourself up um, in a way that's more successful and, and to always remember to be patient and to be kind to yourself and to to the ones around you, you know. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a new time for everybody and it's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, we'll, and we'll it's, okay it to t- it's okay to tell kids I don't know. Yeah. The amount of times I say that in a day at school, you wouldn't believe, which yeah. I probably shouldn't be saying, but they ask, <laughs> they true, ask really, really good questions and yeah. I don't know the answer to them. Like, um, I was on the phone with one of my classroom parents and I overheard my student in the background saying, when am I going to see you again? And I had to be like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an okay answer. I, I know we, yeah, I feel this like just as an individual, like I don't never not want, I, I don't ever want to not have an answer, you know? Right. Um, but sometimes I don't know is the best answer, you know, and that is an answer. Um, I don't know is definitely better than saying something yeah, that you're not sure is going to Yeah. Right. And, and it's, uh, it's true. You know, and it, and it's okay. It, it kind of humanizes us as adults as well. And yeah, um, you know, you don't always have the answer, and uh, it's okay. It makes struggle and failure normal. Um, it's okay if you're working on something with your student and you don't know how to answer it, and you say, "You know what? I'm not sure how to do that. Let's figure it out together. Let's look up something on YouTube. Let's yeah. see." Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I went ahead and pulled up your distance learning schedule, kind of the one you sent. Mm-hmm. It's also on the blog, so feel free to check that out. And it's kind of half day right up to lunch. And, right. you know, it's, it's just an example. But, um, you know, I, do you want to read through them or would you like me to read through them? Yeah, I can read through them. Cool. Um, so, again, like you said, this is a sample schedule. So, yeah times what you're putting in there you know all of that can change it's it's just an example but because everyone every teacher in every district and every school is what they're putting out is different so I'm not sure that everyone's going to have reading computer time or reading worksheet time right so you know whatever it is but even the time allotments you know I mean we did we did a lot of like 20 on 15 off you know you know that kind of block kind of scheduling or like every or 20 on 10 off or whatever it is you know to where like that here's the task, here's the reward and that kind of, um, stuff as well. So, yeah. So first of course is whatever your family wake up routine is, um, having breakfast, you know, for 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it's going to be. And then after that can spend 15 minutes on morning chores. So making the bed, brushing their teeth, cleaning up breakfast, whatever that's going to be. Yeah. That is important in my opinion, because that's the transition from waking up at home to now I'm transitioning to school at home. Sure. Yep. Um, so then with that, you go into 45 minutes or so of reading, whatever that's going to look like for your student. Um, and then there's a lot of these 15-minute breaks in the schedule, Um which it's just important to make sure you visually schedule a break. You can have more breaks within the academic blocks. Yeah. 
but just so you can always point to a break is coming, a break is coming. Yeah. And this um, is your, this is this, the breaks. For example, the breaks are a, a lot of times your number four on the five uh, checklist is incentive, right. you know, staying focused and completing your tasks. So it's a, it's a task completion, um, like reward and you still need the breaks even if they don't get the reward, but you know, that's, that's where you're like long-term you're over, over the period of time we were talking about where if you have 15 options for them to gain that, um, maybe they didn't, you know, earn that specific one for that, but in the long run, they're not getting what they want um, either. So, right. Maybe, maybe in this break, they didn't earn the PlayStation break for 15 minutes, but they earned a coloring sheet or they earned reading a magazine or something. Right, Right. So it's still a break, but it's, it, it's not the special one, or maybe it is the special one. Maybe it is. If yeah. they earned it. <laughs> right. Um, and then you can go into reading worksheets or whatever other reading activity they're doing for 30 minutes, then another break. Then you can go into math, computer time for 45 minutes or so. Then a break again. And then you do your math worksheets for 30 minutes, and then you can go into lunch. And then from there, you can decide as a family if they're going to finish up some of the stuff that they didn't finish in the morning or um, if they're off for the day, I'm sure teachers also have their own little schedules that they're going to give out. Mm -hmm. But this is just, like we said, a sample one. Um, What I like about it being visual is it keeps you on task as the adult but it's also something to point to for when they do come in and say like what's next or what do I do next I'm bored I don't know what to do yep you just point to the schedule and um they are kids are still gonna test you as the adult Mm -hmm. you can set up all these things beautifully and give them everything they need and tell them exactly how to do it. And they're still going to find ways to test if whether or not you're serious or whether or not this is going to work. And that goes to number five with being patient and kind to yourself because that is coming. So (laughs) when it does come, do not take it as failure. Actually, you should take it as like, man, I'm doing a good job because they're testing me right now. Right. For sure. And, and and another thing to add to that is like your kids, our kids are, are way smarter than we give them credit for sometimes. And Mm -hmm. you know, they're asking questions, but don't be afraid to also ask them repeat it back to them. I don't know. What do you think? Let's right. check the calendar. What's it yep. say? Um, those open-ended questions and, and allowing them to think independently and for themselves are, are really important. And it's a huge skill um, to not be dependent upon other people to find the answer, but to actually find it yourself. Right. Um, the last thing I kind of want to mention with the schedule and um, creating that independence is you have your your day long or your morning long schedule, which is kind of this big one that we're referencing and that will be up on the blog. But then within that, let's say the 45 minute reading chunk, you might also want to make a little to-do list and it could be on a post-it. It could be on the dry erase board on your refrigerator, Mm. be on a loose leaf paper. It doesn't have to be colorful and involved, but you just make a little, a little checklist of within this 45 minutes, you need to read five pages of this book you need to answer two questions on this worksheet Mm. and you need to 
practice your spelling words or whatever and then they check it off as they go so that they they also have a sense of time and knowing what they're doing in that block so that they can't uh or or alleviate some of that getting up and well what do i do next and i already finished this or this is hard a lot of this is hard of reading and they've only read for five minutes and right a lot of the this is hard or I don't know how to do it is really them saying I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and we get that. <laughs> mm-hmm. We do the same thing as adults. <laughs> right. It just right. looks different. But awesome. I love this. Uh I think this is really gonna be you know, it's just good. Even if it's just something that people look at and pull one or two things from, I think it's I think it's important and I think it's good and um, you know, I think it's just an example of us coming together um as as humanity and as people and um man i don't it's a it's a weird time it's real at the moment at least for myself um you know i i personally at this point in time like i maybe i do but i don't know of anybody that has it you know and i don't know i don't know what people are going through i don't know what it's like and none of us really do um at this point in time, but it's important that we take the necessary steps to, um, you know, take care of one another and, and to be the yeah. best stewards that we can of this world and of the people around us. So yeah. listen to the CDC. Um, if you have questions, feel free to reach out to us and I can always ask Monica or, um, you know, reach out to Monica if you have any questions, yeah, if you're with absolutely. her, if you have, you know, your teachers are, are there and they're willing to help you and willing to, to aid you in whatever you might have questions about. So don't hesitate to reach out to to your kids, teachers as well. And right. like you said, grab their schedule or, um, you know, I'm sure they have some, some different materials. And again, we're always yeah. open for suggestions here as well at Crazy Face Uno. So um, yep. post your comment if you've got something to add or you like something or something's working for you. Let us know and, and let other people know. You know, post on the on the post or, um, you know, send us a message and let us know because we want to pass that on as well. Definitely. Monica, do you have anything before we close things out? <laughs> I don't think so. Just make sure... You guys are all taking care of yourself and, and like I said, being patient and kind with yourself. Um, adults, make sure that you're in a good headspace and you're, you know, resting and, and taking care of you because if you're not taking care of you, then it's hard to take care of your kids. And I mean that with all the love in my heart. I know when I come to school with no sleep, I'm a monster yeah. and yeah. You, you, you have to take care of yourself first. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Monica. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us these tips and, and some tricks and advice. Um, I love it. If you if you have any more, please send it our way and we'll make sure to use our platform to get it out to as many people as we can. Yep. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks again, Monica. Yeah. All right, everybody. Listen, again, uh, we're going to be donating 100% of our donations and sales on our online store at crazyfaceuno.com to aid in the recovery and and, and just to help people that that need it um, throughout this time with COVID-19. I don't have the details on that, but I will be working on that over the... um, you know, next several weeks and we'll make sure that we have uh, the proper and and the right channels to to donate to and the right places to go. So um, 
appreciate your help, appreciate your support and your love. And remember, we got this. Uh, we're in this together, and, and we've got this. We've got to, we've got to take care of one another and, and yourself. So, appreciate you all. Love you. Peace.